I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. One preseason game down and one segment down as well. Segment number two, thanks for joining us. We're glad you're on board. If you want to participate in the show, all you need to do is hit us up on social media. At CL, I'm sorry, at game day CLE. I got my CLEs mixed up on this one. At Game Day CLE on Twitter and on Instagram. Um, again, Daryl, let, let's jump back into the game. And, you know, the first team didn't look sharp as the game progressed. Um, as we saw second teamers against second teamers and third teamers against third and fifth and fourth teamers, you know, the Browns got better. Uh, some big plays that happened. The defense, I, I, I tell you, the one thing about the beginning of the game that really uh, I thought was a good sign was the defense able to hold the offense to field goals those first couple times down the field. I thought that was, if there's one important statement about football to be made, it was the defense bend but didn't break early on. Your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, Jacksonville put, a I think, 11-play drive together on that opening series, and they had to settle for um, three. A, a, you know, a chip shot field goal, right? Uh, and then after the turnover – they didn't really allow a whole lot and Jacksonville ended up having to kick a second field goal. So yeah, uh, I think here's what we learn. Uh, I think Friday night, uh, Jacksonville starters, not that great. Uh, their reserves are pretty terrible and the Browns reserves are much better than what Jacksonville has and that the Browns have some quality depth. Um, Especially at running back. Well, I don't know. Kevin Stefanski wasn't exactly throwing bouquets at uh, Jerome Ford. At Jerome Ford, when I asked about him, and I don't know if that was Stefanski doing the typical coach checking the rookie who had a really great game type thing. Ford did fumble, so maybe that was in the back of Stefanski's mind. The fact that Ford fumbled, but uh, two touchdowns to one fumble. I, I, I'm leaning more towards of a. 
a little bit of a positive night there. But, I mean, that's why he's the coach. He understands uh, the details of the game that he's looking for from his players. And the impression that I got from Stefanski is that Jerome Ford's details were not as detailed as Stefanski would have liked them to be. But Let me check. He's a rookie, okay? I, I, I know. But you know how coaches can be sometimes. No, I know. They're, they, they don't want to – Right. They don't want to say anything positive. Um, Especially in a room where, I mean, think about it. I mean, Hunt and and Chubb didn't even see the field. Right. That's a bit, that is a very full room. And then Emerson with that, I call it a rip six, not a pick six. It was a rip six, 74 yards going the other way for a touchdown. That was impressive. Uh, Isaiah Thomas, a couple of sacks and a, a tackle for loss. Uh, impressive. So the rookies showed up, man. Kate York made all his kicks look good kicking off too. I think one of his kickoffs went through the uprights or play. It came it pretty did go far. Through, yeah. uh, it did go through. Cause mm-hmm. it, lo- it looked to me like it came pretty close. If it didn't, at least that's uh, what Jimmy said. Jimmy yeah. said that on the air. Did he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, looked pretty good to me. So all in all, I thought a good night for the Cleveland Browns save for the start, those first three offensive series, which uh, again, we discussed some of the mitigating circumstances uh, around that, but I, I thought it was a good night for the Cleveland Browns. there down in Jacksonville. No question about well, it. The biggest, the biggest pain was Nick Harris going down third, third play of the game. And then, you know, it was like, bing, JC Treader, like that. I, you couldn't move or touch anything in social media without JC Treader, JC Treader, JC Treader. Now and there was talk about, J- well, there was talk about JC going to Minnesota at one point, Daryl, why will that not happen? I I think that number one, they like Ethan Posick and they really want to give him uh, a chance. It's not like Posick's a rookie. He's I think in his fifth year. Um, came here as a free agent from Seattle. He it was framed like he was going to be competing with Nick Harris for that starting job, but turned out Nick was the leader in the clubhouse to win it. And unfortunately, that's been taken out of his hands with that. Uh, what we're expecting at some point to become official, uh, a I season ending. I, in, when injury. we saw him leave the field, I just felt terrible for him. I was like, oh man, this gets shot, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's two carts we've seen in the span of seven days or less than seven days, I should say, you know, going yep. back to Jakeem Grant going down with a, a non contact injury. Um, so, uh, that that's number one. Uh, and then um, I, I thought Joel Batonio had some interesting comments on Sunday when it, he, it's Cleveland again. It really is Cleveland against no, the no, world. No, 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 not no. That that was related to the booing or the JC Treader comments about. No, it was the the about JC Treader, and yeah. he, you know <clears throat> he basically wondered out loud if it's a coincidence that here we are a week into the preseason and JC Treader has no team yet. Um. I mean, Tampa Bay lost their starting center and Treader is not with the Buccaneers. So, you know, is that being held against him that he's the president of the NFLPA? He he has been very vocal about offseason programs and players not attending them. Um, I, I did find it interesting if you go back and you, because I went back and looked some, at some of the transcripts from like the offseason program, how many times Kevin Stefanski talked about attendance and how happy he was that everybody was there. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So uh, you wonder if that is something that's, that's held against them. My, my goodness, uh, Treader on Saturday t- tweeted out about the conditions at Soldier Field. The, the, that field looked like a cow pasture. Now, granted, I think it was an Elton John concert that they had there the week before. Well, but you, you look at the Browns, who had Machine Gun Kelly at First Energy Stadium Saturday night, and then eight days later, they're supposed to host the uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how the, the Browns grounds crew can get uh, First Energy Stadium's field uh, football ready in such a short amount of time. And they're some of the best groundskeepers you'll find anywhere uh, in the country. Um, so, yeah, you just I, I did find uh, Treader's use of the word suspicious was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and also that, you know, that it's an I think he said something to the effect that it's an interesting topic to ponder why J.C. hasn't been signed. Especially and, when there were stories about him being the top free agent out there, still out there. Yeah, and and not only that, but also a reliable player. He did not miss a single snap related to an injury with the Cleveland Browns. The one game he missed last year was because of COVID protocols. That's the – he did yeah. not miss – and I remember him playing like a pro bowler with a high ankle sprain for half the season. He would literally – Andy, he would come into the locker room wearing a walking boot every single day. Wouldn't practice, couldn't practice. Uh, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And, but guess who was out uh, on the field Sunday mornings getting ready for the game? It was JC Treader, and he was out there and he played through it and he played at a high level. So, yeah, it, it does. I, I think that Betonio, in a very polite way, raised a an interesting point about, uh, J, you know, is JC for lack of a better word, being blackballed because he's the NFLPA president and he's constantly advocating on behalf of the players, which I think sometimes chafes some of the owners around the league. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Is he better than Ethan Posick? I think that... I wonder why Minnesota didn't pick him up earlier. Yeah. um, I just put it this way. If the Browns signed him tomorrow, I would not have a problem with it. I don't think that's going to happen, by the way, being very, I don't think that the Browns are going to sign him. I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but just my opinion is I don't think that the Browns are going to bring in JC Treader. Um, But I, I, I don't think it would be a bad move that that's just, you know, (laughs) that's just my take on the situation. Speaking of breaking uh, breaking in, because next segment I want to talk about what's coming up. But um, there was a story late last week from Mary Kay saying that the Browns would be interested in Jimmy Garoppolo, which I was like, okay, all right, well, all right. Um, do you think that's on the table? I, I, uh, you... I'm I'm interested in. Uh, well, never mind. I won't go there. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, are you buying that? I mean, if Deshaun gets the full year. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if he's and I think that they I think they owe it to themselves to pursue Jimmy G if. Uh, Deshaun doesn't become available. Uh, you, you you can't waste another year of Miles Garrett and Joel Batonio and and all these guys, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Um, this team is built to win. 
I, I will say I think one thing that got exposed Friday night a little bit is the, uh, behind Amari Cooper is the, the receiving core a little bit. I, I think that some of those questions that were all those debates we would have middays and that, um, uh, yeah, uh, uh, the receiving core doesn't look sharp right now. Uh, the receiving core also, in fairness, has been beat up through camp. Uh, you know, uh, Anthony Schwartz hasn't gotten all the reps that – uh, he should have gotten or uh, needed, I should say, because of injury, which that's not his fault. You know, guys getting hurt, just unfortunately stuff happens. But um, the the receiving core uh, hopefully will uh, start to show more promise than what we've seen. I think that's a nice way to put that. All right. It's always game day in Cleveland. And then there's that. It's always something in Philadelphia. I think it's sunny. Guess what? We'll find out if they think it's sunny in Cleveland when the Eagles fly into town this week for practice and for a rare preseason game on Sunday at 1 o'clock. That just seems weird to me. I don't know. It's, maybe it's just me, Daryl. But let's come back. We'll uh, we'll look ahead to what's coming up this week for your Cleveland Browns. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast.